Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chatterbox Audio Theater presents Mythologia, an original series dramatizing myths, folk tales, and legends from around the world. Today's episode is drawn from American folklore. It's the story of Annie Christmas. Not so long ago, when people were stronger and food was tasty. And work was harder and singing was louder. There was a keelboat pilot on the Mississippi River called Annie Christmas. Sure was. Annie was as hardy and tough and stubborn and strong as any man from Minnesota to New Orleans. She was pretty, too. That's right. She sure was. But you couldn't tell her that to her face. Annie wasn't a very patient woman, neither. For instance, there was this one time when a fool of a dry goods merchant down in Chattahattaqua, Mississippi, took a liking to Annie. A real fine-looking man, and rich, too. <laughs> but impressed with himself, if you see what I mean. Ekrum Edgerton. That was his name. Once, when Annie was stopping over to bring him his flower, one barrel under each arm and one on her head... My, my! Ekram had a mind to get to know her a little better. Well, hello there. You certainly are a fine-looking woman, Miss Annie. It's Miss Christmas to you, and I won't stand for any of that sass. Now I'm looking for the sawbuck that you owe for the flower, or flower won't come easy to you down the Mississippi River anymore. Oh, I'll get you your sawbuck, and, uh... Dinner, too, hmm? If you have a mind, you could bring your crew. Hmm? Now, Annie's crew were all fine folk, as fine as fine could be. They were her friends, and they knew it, too. They were proud of it, and so would you be. So although Annie didn't rightly think she'd enjoy the merchant's company, Aww. she thought it a fine thing to offer them a real city sit-down dinner like they couldn't get on the keelboat. Hey! So she sent them on over to Ekram Edgerton's place. And they sat down to a meal of biscuits and country ham And pancakes and bacon And fried eggs and scrambled eggs And greens and cornbread And fried chicken and mashed potatoes And roast beef and roast chicken And carrots and peas And rum cake And when everybody had eaten till they were bursting Quick is quick, Silver Ekram dashes out to the porch Locked the door and, and Annie's crew was trapped! <laughs> Under normal circumstances, they'd have fought their way out. But they couldn't, you see, because of all the food. And by the way, you can't convince me that there wasn't something more than cake in that rum cake. Mm-hmm. So it was one minute past time for the riverboat to leave, and Annie was fuming. I have toiled, and I have sweated, I have worked, and I have sacrificed. I have fought against and alongside, and I don't know what kind of ungrateful keelboat no-accounts would show up past their time, and their pilot all set to go and such. If I must go and fetch them myself, then I must, but they'll smart for it, and that's a fact. So off said Anna Chris, Mr. Ekram's house, a-puffin' and a-fumin' all the way. When she gets there, she spies Ekram sitting on the porch, puffin' away on a cigar. When she gets within spitting distance, Ekram says, Well, I'll lay my eye teeth that you've come about your crew. Annie says nothing. So Ekram continues, 
They're having some trouble moving around, and I got them locked in as sort of long-term guests. But they'll be out just as soon as you promise to spend some time with me. We could go to the ladies' auxiliary dance. Uh. We could go to the volunteer fire department picnic. Or we could sit right here close together like on the front porch swing. (laughs) But... If you want to see your crew again, you pretty little lady, you better see things my way. Now, Annie could have done several things. She could have walloped him upside the head. She could have tanned his miserable hide. She could have licked him in any kind of fair fight that anybody could imagine. But her keelboat was a bit behind time. And Annie had her priorities. She turned on her heel and walked on back to the river. Rick some strong ropes to her port and starboard to her bow and stern. And what she did was she hauled that keelboat from Chattahoochee to Nashville. And she didn't stop not one second. thought she got there a mite early, too. Her crew slept off all that food and busted out of Eklund's house early next morning. They ran all the way back to the boat and to Annie. And Annie wasn't even mad about it, neither. That's true. But I'll tell you one thing. From now on, somebody else is going to haul Ekram Edgerton's flower. Now, there were some things Annie Christmas wouldn't stand for, and folks... Laziness, weak-mindedness... Foolishness, she wouldn't put up with any of those things, not for the shortest part of a second. But more than any of that, she hated bullies. Mm-hmm. If you ever picked on someone littler than you, well, sir, Annie Christmas would soon tell you what for. And show you two, <laughs> and that's a fact. That's right. She had a necklace that she used to wear to parties, and it was over 30 feet long. Ooh. If you asked what those beads on that necklace were, she'd say... The bullies know, and maybe they're telling, but I'm not. But I'm pleased you like it. She got the necklace like this. Back when she was just a three-barrel flatboat unloader toting and hauling, she worked with all kinds of folks. Tall and short, thin and fat. But the ugliest, meanest, smelliest flatboater was Jabez Mulligan. Jabez <laughs> stayed out of Annie Christmas's way, and Annie liked it like that. But there were people on the river that Annie liked a good deal. Annie was special friends with Caleb Cunningham. The brother of her sister's uncle by marriage, tall Barney. (laughs) Them being kin and all, Annie looked out for Caleb, who was just as sweet and well-spoken as anybody could be. (laughs) But since he was a kid, he was still a mite on the scrawny side. Aw, you haven't hit your growth spurt yet. Kayla's best Christmas present that year was a rubber ball that would bounce all the way up to the moon and back. (laughs) Kayla played bouncy ball all day, all night. (laughs) Bowling, bowling. Kayla? Except when his mother called him in for supper. Well, one day, the first day he was allowed to go out barefoot... I know! Caleb ran down to the riverbank to see Annie. Look at here, Annie. Watch what I can do. And Caleb bounces that ball and it bounces once... Twice... Three times... And right into the face of Jabez Mulligan. 
Jabez couldn't stand to see anyone enjoy themselves, not for a minute. Well, he was so ugly inside, it had worked its way outside, if you see what I mean. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Bulligan, says Caleb. I do hope you'll excuse me. I meant no harm, and it was an accident. Shake hands with me, and we'll be friends. Jabez stared cold at Caleb, and spit, and hitched up his britches, and said, No, we'll not be friends, you scrawny, ugly-faced boy. And with that, he threw Caleb's rubber ball into the river. (gasps) I said I was sorry, sir, and I never meant no disrespect. Caleb! But I surely do wish you hadn't done that. Now Jabez turned red, then purple. Then a couple of shades of some color I've not heard named. Scrawny and ugly-faced, but a raggedy runt, too. And with that, he pops Caleb. So hard on the noggin that the boy flew up in the air. Turn around in a circle three times. And landed so hard on the flatbed that all the flour exploded from the boat. And fell into the river so hard and churning that everybody three miles out had biscuits for two months after. Biscuits? No. Now Annie turned pale as milk, <gasps> then red as a turnip, <gasps> then flashed back and forth between the two, <gasps> and walked up to Jabez. You'd better apologize to that boy, Jabez. I'll not do it, Annie Christmas. You'll do it now, or you'll not do much else in this lifetime, and old Scratch will know why. You prissy-faced, no-account, hook-nosed, sissy-minded, pock-marked, scrawny, hairy-lipped, ugly little girl! Who you calling little hateful? You, little girl. And girls are only good for nothing. N-U-T-H-I-N. Nothing! With that, Annie picked up Jabez by the nose and twisted Tell the boy you're sorry. I'm not! And he twisted harder. Tell him you're sorry. I'm not! And he picked him up by the ears. Tell him you're sorry! I will not! With that began a battle so loud and long and fierce that I can't tell you exactly what happened for fear of night haunts and such. Oh, Jabez, you're gonna be sorry you done that to me. Fight! 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 Here to see the fight of the century. Never in the history of the Mississippi River have two contenders so strong or so powerful come together to duke it out. In this corner, weighing 285 pounds, standing seven feet six inches from the ground, ugly as a garfish, beat with the mean stick so hard he broke it, Jabez Mulligan! Merry Christmas! I'm gonna knock you in the head and tell God you died. And in this corner, standing just as tall as her hair, weighing just about enough to keep the floor down, sweet as willow wine, strong as mama love, Andy Christmas! When you talk to God, tell him to knock some sense into you. And round one begins, ladies and gentlemen. I 
Good Miss Christmas has got the fight all sewn up. She's managed to avoid any punches and landed 427. Eric, I'm going to whoop you so bad, you'll holler, y'all stop, and it'll just be me. J-Bass, I believe it when I see it. And that about does it for J-Bass Mulligan. I think we can wrap it. Whoa, ho! There was no more J-Bear's mulligan. All that was left was a bead, bright and shiny. Annie strung it up on a gold chain and wore it around her neck. Some say that Annie squished him flat and rolled him into a ball. Some say that a bottom feeder fish swallowed up J-Bear's and belched out the bead. But I say the bead was the meanest in J-Bear's, cold and glinty and hard as a diamond. So if I were you, I'd be a friend to Annie Christmas and to all the strong and kind folks that you can find. Be true to yourself and brave when you can be. And don't let bullies boss you around. There are somewhere there are friends who will stick beside you. And you too, stick beside your friends. America's a big place. We need big hearts to fill it. That's right. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to the second episode of Chatterbox Audio Theater's Mythologia, an original series dramatizing myths, folk tales, and legends from around the world. The story of Annie Christmas featured Emily Chateau as Annie Christmas, Marcus Brown as Ekram Edgerton, Caleb Cunningham and the ring announcer, Michael Conlarian as Tall Barney, Lauren Rachel as Darlin Calamine, and Tim Greer as Jabez Mulligan. Music by Stephen Gary. Sound effects by Skip Howard and Robert Arnold. Produced by John Hilton Smith. Adapted and directed by Kel Christie. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a nonprofit, web based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten, entertain, and inspire. Download all of our shows free at www.chatterboxtheater.org. Hi there. Are you a fan of all things horror? Yeah? You are? Well, in that case, find Tuesday Terrors, which is the mutual audio feed that comes out on a Tuesday, believe it or not. Shock horror, I know. But if you subscribe there, you'll find amazing horror fiction audio in your player every Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday Terrors. Subscribe to the Mutual Audio Network.
the Mutual Audio Network, listening and imagining together.